Driver recruiting and retention efforts focus on pay packages. We cover the first quarter's earnings season. Eggs and lettuce recalls. Could blockchain help? I'm JP. And I'm Chad. And we cover all these topics and more on this week's episode of What the Truck, sponsored by Link America, your link to reliable shipping. So, what you drinking, JP? Oh, you know me. Got that Bell's Two Hearted, straight out of Comstock, Michigan. It is a very balanced IPA with fruit and um, not too much, not, 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 not too much bitter. Yada yada. I know all about it. I don't know why you keep trying to make it sound new. You're drinking the same thing every time. No, we all love it. We all love it. No denying it. I am continuing to try something new each time. This time, actually, it's a blend of the new and old. It's Rodenbach. Ever Ooh, heard of it? No. Have you ever had a Flemish red brown made originally out of Belgium? I don't believe I have. I've That's had, a I've shame. Had, You're missing I've had, out. I've had red ales. Would you like to try some? Um, sure. Okay. <laughs> well, not thank of, you. <laughs> I didn't mean of, of mine. All right. Um. I mean, compared to Two Hearted, <laughs> your face. Oh, if only they were yeah, recording that. Um, never again. <laughs> give it a chance. Um, it, it's a traditional, um, kind of, it's a mixed fermentation type of ale. Um, and, uh, with mixed, with mixed results, <laughs> uh, apparently, but it's in oak vats and, you know, it's like, it's like the three quarters, um, young ale and one quarter old ale, which means that the ale was, um, was in, um, old oak vats for two years. It's kind of like a... Sour, shaken sweet up apple sour. juice. No, of. it's not like apple juice. That's insulting. After all that they did, this is a tradition. Barry, you want to try? Okay, he's, no, Barry, I'm not going to speak about it. Well, anyway, it's going to be fun to imbibe upon this as we talk about the exciting headlines of the week. And one of them, JP, is on driver. Why is driver recruiting and retention one of the headlines of the week? What's going on? Like, what's the deal with that? Yeah, I mean, it's it's kind of a double-edged sword, right? With the um, economic fundamentals that have been pushing more and more freight through the economy <sighs> and driving up the capacity, you know, the demand for truckload capacity, right? Yeah. So, so we have things like overall G- GDP growth. We have things like um, you know, accelerated manufacturing activity, accelerated construction activity, which all creates competition for vocational laborers like like, tr- like tr- truck drivers. And yeah. so, yeah, so yeah, it's the same thing that makes people want to move more freight creates short, a driver shortage almost inherently. If you had to say of the many different things that drivers say they would like to, you know, the, these are their issues for why they leave or why they don't stick with it. If you had to say the number one reason what they want, what do you think it would be? I think, I think it's tied. I think there's two. I think it's pay and getting home. Uh, well, you must already be re- doing your research because I think that's pretty accurate. Actually, uh, 55% 
uh, you know, according to driver IQ recruitment and detentions or <laughs> retention survey, um, 55% do report that total compensation uh, is the primary reason, while 50% say that it's the time away. And I don't know ultimately what you can do about time away, but I know you can do a lot about a lot of the other issues. Um, total compensation being uh, a large part of it. Right. Um, but, you know, there are actually um, many other things. I talked to uh, Damon Langley of uh, TMW, um, super smart dude, and has just so much to say on the subject. What does he work on? Uh, he, he works on, uh, he, he works on like a little bit of everything. Um, I think his, his actual, uh, title is, is like, um, he's director of solution delivery analytics and decision support. So that's, that's a little bit of everything. Wow. Um, he sort of likens it. He's like, basically, you know, like what I like about his approach is like, how about if you hire smart and if you hire with like, you know, being straight up, uh, you know, just disclosive about, hey, I'm going to be like a tough coach with you. And I'm going to say, I have expectations and I want you to have expectations. And I, right from the beginning, these are the kinds of things that you're going to have to deal with that we're going to, you know, ask of you. And, right. you know, and, and he, uh, in, a, in a kind of a, a really interesting way that I, I find is he, he likens it to thinking of addressing driver's needs to Maslow's hierarchy of, of needs. Interesting. And you, you're familiar with the famous Maslow's hierarchy of needs, I assume. Of course. You start off with, you know, your food and shelter and you your end basic up needs. at self-actualization. Yes. Now, I don't know if he's like actually uh, aiming for self-actualization uh, for drivers. That, that would be, you know, just something that I think we would all aspire to. But um, first so, of all, that's why we're here. <laughs> yes, indeed. Um, and uh, and and drinking our delicious beer. Um, but uh, you know, basic needs are levels one and two: safety needs, security, safety, physiological needs, food, warmth. You know, all those things. But then, then it's levels three and four that I think that we would want to get to for drivers. The feeling of belonging. Oh yes, belongingness and love needs. The fr the friendship. Um, uh, what, what's, what's level four? I forget. It's esteem needs, prestige, and a feeling of accomplishment. Like if we can get there by building a positive culture, by, by being straight up with, um, uh, holding, you know, everybody accountable, that might go a long way. Right. Giving people goals and, yes. let, and that are achievable and helping them accomplish that. Yes. Um, that's part so, of a team. So it's, it's one of the, um, it's, it's, as, as, as Langley says, um, it's, it's conspicuously absent, like just, just setting expectations for both employee and, and employer um, for the duty and responsibilities of the job. Um, and, you know, he says, we generally assume that drivers know their job uh, and that is true, you know, to a large extent, but it helps to create trust to uh, establish clear expectations from the very beginning. And I just think that it's a topic that we are, you know, we're exploring that is important because we're actually hiring more than ever in the industry. Uh, right, you know, right. Um, That's what's so fascinating about the so-called driver shortage is that there's lots yeah. of people coming into the industry. They're just not going to the largest carriers and the largest carriers are 
scratching their heads trying to figure out why. And, and they're paying big bonuses, which which is you know which which is an increase. You you mentioned uh, uh, you know uh, earlier you you said something like all labor costs are actually yeah 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 going up. Um, yeah, so I, I listened to the uh, Knight Swift earnings call mm-hmm. um, yesterday after um, you know the, the end of trading, and they were basically saying that it's not just driver pay that's going up. But it's really all costs associated with labor. So they're talking about marketing for jobs, recruiting people, processing their applications, retaining people, even the, the you know the mechanics in the shop. Their wages are going up. It's harder to retain and find good people with them. And so, so you know, it's not driver pay is a big part of it, and yeah. we're seeing about. You know, thirty percent of the rate increases um, that carriers are taking really? are, are going directly, quickly, and efficiently, plowing them back into driver wages. I wonder if it's starting <clears throat> to become the number one fixed cost, even over fuel now. But I, we don't know that. Yeah, um, but it's it's even more than just wages. It's it's really it's, everything. Yep. All of the costs managing the workforce. It's all tied into the all, capacity crunch. Yeah. 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 And yeah, and us talking about shippers and transparency. Right, and and the the problem with the the big carriers is that for the most part they're really poaching drivers from each other. Mm. Um, Swift is kind of unique in that it's it's really serves as the industry's school or your driver academy. They s- almost specialize in recruit recruiting new drivers, oh. training them, bring them through. But if you look on like you know social media, uh-huh. like if you look at um, the subreddit for truckers, you know you'll yeah. see a lot of like kind of shade being thrown at Swift drivers for you know running into things and wrecking their tr- you know basically being being newbies, right? Um, and everyone yeah. likes to hate on them, but of course, like no one wants to admit that you know all the other big carriers are hiring Swift drivers after. They've completed their sort of apprenticeship. You know, a couple of years later, they become mm. you know Lancer drivers or Werner drivers or wow. Drivers and I or, almost wonder if that okay. We need to look at that a little bit closer because does that undermine the very premise of what we're saying, which is to develop a good company culture and hire with clear expectations? Yeah, well, it's we can talk about that, but um, yeah, you know, Kevin Knight, the chairman of Knight Swift, was mm-hmm. basically saying that. Uh, Swift has actually had a lot of difficulty um, with cultural changes after the merger. Um, I think their number of tru- operating trucks is down 8% year over year for the first quarter. Okay. So they've had a lot of people leave. They've instituted uh, more stringent hiring practices. Which is what I think you should do. Yeah, and it's, you know, um, they it's say... It's just they, a tough job, isn't it? And you can't get around, the, you're not going to be at home. Right, yeah. I mean, it's that, and it's also, it's do companies want to put in the time to find people who are actually suited to the lifestyle and can perform well at the job, or do they just want to find a warm body to throw in a cab yep. and see how long they last? Right. And will total compensation really enter the enter the fray 
in that it's the number one reason why there is so much turnover. Um, right. Okay, well, stay tuned on that because I bet you there's more legs to that story. I bet it's a developing story. Um, well, we're, we're also talking about like today was the big day for company earnings as uh, the the end of Q1 of 2018 um, you right, know, comes right. into um, comes into focus. Uh, what have we learned today so um, far in this, throughout this week? So, yeah, we, so we've been covering a lot of uh, earnings calls. You can see them on FreightWaves.com. Um, I mean, I think the, the short the short version is, is that business is very good. Yep. And companies are all making money. It's interesting that they're sort of doing it in different ways, though. Hmm. So, for example, um, we were just talking about Knight Swift, right? Yeah which is by far the largest truckload carrier in the United States, the product of that historic right. mega merger back in the fall of 2017 that's created, you know, essentially like a $5 billion company. Wow. Um, Didn't know that. Yeah, they're, they're, they're massive. Um, and their revenue, though, if you take, if you take Knight, right? Yeah. Transportation, you take Swift Transportation, and you take their, because they were separate companies in the first quarter of 2017, you take their revenues and add them together, it's basically the same as Knight Swift's revenue in first quarter 2018. They haven't grown their revenue that much. Really? But what they've really done is greatly improved their operating income, and they've become a lot more efficient. Makes sense. They, they've maintained the same revenue, even though they're operating fewer trucks, they're oper- they're, they're um, increasing efficiencies, which is a frequent thing. Their length here. of haul is shorter. Aha. Uh-huh. Um, and in spite of that, they're maintaining, yeah. huh? I but, would think but, that they have overcome a lot. It, in order to, to be the same year over year after a massive merger like that, they must be doing a lot of things right. Yeah. So, and yeah. I mean, and like, listen to this like, Swift Transportation's op- operating truck fleet mm-hmm. is down 8% year over year from first quarter 2017. That's a big, you know, sort of contraction in a yeah. way. Okay. But revenues are flat. So the, so they're getting more out of their trucks. I they're, they're enjoying these rate increases. Um, particularly I want to say uh, night transportation's truckload operation. So not not their trucking operation, not not their logistics operation. Their trucking operation Improved its operating revenue by 790 basis points, you know, so wow. 7.9% down to 81.6%, which as far as I know is like, you know, industry leader. So, so they, so on the one hand, Knight, <clears throat> not Knight Swift, flat revenue, better operating ratio. Um, you know, Landstar, on the other hand, we saw is having is really growing their revenue, and that's how they're making their money in this environment. But- Before we segue to Landstar, real quick, I just wanted to make a comparison to uh, a company's earnings that I covered today. Oh, yeah, sure. UPS. They okay. also are huge in their you know own uh, LTL space, the the biggest, uh, and they have uh, also well they they've grown tremendously um, year over year, double digits uh, just into it. 
So I, I think it's interesting, though. The main story of them is similar. It's they're going to be consolidating. They're going to be increasing their efficiencies. They all really wanted to point that out. They even hired um, a, a, um, a C-level executive who's like a, the the, um, the executive of, of transformation. Wow. Like, yeah. And so... and Transformers? And, yeah. The, <laughs> more than meets the... Uh, Wow, that 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 is um, that's old school, dude. Uh, uh, um, that that's what they're they're going for. They are trying to be transformers in the industry, even though they're the biggest. I, I have a sense that they procedurally have, have know what they're doing in that they're 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 expanding manufacturing in the places they they need to. They're updating their air freight in the places they are. They they they're, they they feel balanced in Europe. They're dealing with the unevenness yeah, you, you, so, in the U.S. Yeah, you're telling me before yeah. we uh, started recording that they've really they took a huge chunk of money, billions of dollars, a few years ago, a couple billion, and. It, Put you know put it into their business and they're about two thirds of the way through. Yeah, in two thousand, I think yeah. it was two thousand thirteen or fourteen. Uh, they 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 um, it was they they took out two million two they they invested two billion dollars in the company, which they said today they are seventy percent of the way through. Um, and they you know and it was all these thi- it was all these same you know points. Uh, right. That, so they're still. So basically, we should still expect you know yes. greater network density, greater productivity, greater uh, you know just. I think revenue, yeah, right? they were they were asked, um, are the changes that they're making you know, you know they were asked are, are these um, defensive or offensive changes interesting, you're making? Interesting. And uh, I love I love these like Wall Street analysts right. on these calls who are always like try to like and prod, uh, you know, and try to get the story. Right. What do you, what do you think they're going to say? Of course, the, uh, the CEO. Um, offensive, offensive. Ab- yeah, Abernathy. Of course. Um, he, he jumps in and says, Look, we feel like we're being offensive. If we waited much longer, we would be defensive. So, and it, you know, that's my sense. Hey, if you're being profitable right now and you got some good strategies, you're as big as you are, you're dealing with the expected and, and unexpected headwinds, and still coming out the way you are year over year, it's 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 impressive. I think UPS oh, is yeah. pretty impressive. Yeah. Tell me about Landstar, and let's let's move on from the earnings. Okay, so um, what are some co- other overview so, ideas? O- that overview, um, you know, Landstar had record uh, quarterly revenues for the first quarter of 2018 and record gross profits. Covenant, um, you know, managed to do a lot better. There, there. Covenant's main problem is that it's with the driver shortage. Yeah, they're a little bit exposed because they really, oh. you know, their wheelhouse is the, the, the team driver. They, they kind thing. of specialize in the team driver thing. First quarter last year, I want to say that their um, teams were about thirty nine percent of their fleet, and now it's like thirty four ish percent. Hard, of their it's fleet. hard to maintain for a number of reasons. It's, it's it, well, it's twice as hard, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. For every well, truck, right? right? Yeah. You have to have two guys, or, or a man and a woman, or two, mm-hmm. or two women. Um, and so they, you know, we all know that 2017, the first half of 2017, was a particularly rough time for trucking. They barely squeaked by with a 99.8 percent operating revenue in the first quarter of 2017. They managed to improve that by 410 basis points for this quarter. So they're, you know, they're doing their thing. Yeah. Um, 
they're making money. It's and, and and so like I said, the story is that basically all of the truckload carriers are reporting positive results. In the capacity crunch, no surprises there. If there is but, a surprise, but there, okay. the capacity crunch though it doesn't. I mean. It increases their costs in a lot of ways. I see what you, you mean. You know yeah, I mean? absolutely. It's not, yeah. it's not just like right. a, yeah. a, a sort of unmitigated right. labor cost. Absolutely. But but Good point. some carriers are growing revenue a lot. Some carriers are focusing on um, efficiency and cutting costs. Yes. And, uh, you know, for example, maximizing your, your revenue. Really, per I think everybody week. should be doing that. Yeah, and um, so it, it's 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 interesting to see the different situations of each carrier and how they're adapting to their own market, their own lanes. The, the other, the other one thing I wanted to mention about night Swift, which I, I found particularly interesting yeah. was that the Swift side of the brand um, has a heavy dedicated fleet, meaning that these are long-term two, three, four year contracts with big shippers, you know, like your, okay. your Walmarts, your Home Depots, that, uh-huh. that sort of thing. And they're running those. They only saw a 0.1% growth in dedicated revenue year over year because those rates were all locked in at a time when trucking was in the doldrums and, and, and carriers were being forced to accept fairly low rates. And so that's one thing. Um, you know, in, truck, in trucker lingo, what uh, Walmart is called? Uh, Wally World. Wally World, yeah. yeah. You knew that. Everyone, everyone I should have waited that. Everyone for Everyone knows that. No, everyone does that's not my, know that. That's what my parents called it uh, in, in Powell when Walmart was the only store in the entire town. Oh. But, but anyway, so. Everyone just, knows that. Just okay. to wrap that up, um, Knight Swift's drive toward greater efficiency and greater revenues and greater margins is a little bit being held back by Swift's heavy dedicated long-term contracts which you know, so but you know, yeah. Since well, since the second half of 2017, rates have gone up a lot. Makes sense. But the dedicated contracts wow. have been the same. That is some high level analysis, there, dude. Oh, like sorry. I think that that makes sense. Um, why? Let, let's see. Um, turning to our third and oh yes, yes, the great um, the great egg story of 2018. Exactly. And the romance. Let us discuss. <laughs> you get that? Let uh, yeah, us, I do. I do. I got that. Let us discuss That's some terrible. produce and recalls. And you're just reinforcing it. Yes. Um, well, let let us discuss this. Um, this this. You know, basically, it's it's um, okay. So there's some massive recalls that happened uh, this week, both with what 200 million eggs might yeah. have been suspected of having salmonella. Yikes! Right. And and then there were like I don't know 20 some states that that were suspected of having E. coli in their romaine lettuce. And you know what my answer to it all is is just like, I mean, just eat, like, just don't eat greens. You know what I mean? Like, does anybody have recalls of Doritos? Like, no. Like, right. Yeah, or, it, or even, even like, like d- just don't eat raw food, right? right? Right, like Twinkies. Like, the shelf life of Twinkies is amazing. Like, yeah, you, you, could, yeah, like, you like, could have a Twinkie for two years right. and it would still not right. have to, salmonella. To the survivalists out there, like, in your underground bunkers, okay. you know, with your whatever your gold bullion and you're gonna have Twinkies right next to that. But if, um, but if, but if you must, if you must like worry about these things, which I guess we do, how could blockchain 
our sophisticated ledger technology, uh, which would lock in shipment, shipment data and process it uh, instead of days in mere seconds, well, like, how could this help our um, current sophisticated and only growing more sophisticated um, system? How would it? I mean, I think the basic answer is that with blockchain, you have incredibly more granular tracking and trace. Um, you have an unlimited number of data points that you can hash into the, into the, Eventually, into the blockchain. Can, yeah. And so the idea is that you get rid of these national recalls. You know, I mean, at this point, there. Yeah, you, know, you wouldn't even have to have the recall in the first place. Well, you, you might, you might have a recall, but yeah. inst- instead of. But you would be able to track it. The point is that um, better instead of so, so maybe maybe five million eggs got recalled or maybe sorry maybe it's two hundred million. No, no, I'm saying I'm saying oh. maybe five million eggs actually had salmonella. Oh, okay, right. Which is still but a lot. you don't know which of the two hundred million eggs those five million were that you put out that you shipped out, and so you have to recall them all. You have with to block, crack the code with blockchain. You. In theory, you would be able to more precisely identify exactly where in the supply chain the contamination happened and then sort of limit and localize any kind of recall just to those, you know, what, what was, it, was it in a specific plant on a specific day that the contamination happened, then you only have to recall those. And so, well, that's kind of honestly what they already do, to be honest. You know, they they, they try to do it really fast. Um, you know, like they identified within uh, a couple of days that it seemed to be coming from the Yuma, Arizona region. You know, but I just I do I do think that um, the the uh, uh, blockchain would be able to help. Right, right, right. You know, seemed to be coming from the Yuma, Arizona region. But I'm saying like. Ideally, with blockchain, it would be like, okay, it's these shipments from, you know, 1 in the morning until 11 in the morning yes. from this factory. That's the actual problem. That's the only stuff that needs to there be recalled. Would be more and detailed. we know exactly where those eggs went, and we can account for them instead of having this massive costly and, you know, and not to mention the sort of PR costs of – Yes, having, that's part of it. National recall, right? two hundred million eggs. I mean, that's yeah. That so, makes the news. A, a localized recall of okay, you know, you call up some grocery store managers and tell them to to throw some eggs in the compactor. Um, doesn't make the news. Yeah, and you kind of skate free. And actually, um, you know, uh, one of our resident uh, editorial uh, writers um, actually really looked into the Zach Strickland looked into how are groceries, how do grocery stores get rid of the eggs? It was hard to find an answer for a while. He even reached out to the FDA um, and the national egg board. Yeah, that's right. Well, the FDA said that they don't even like that. Their focus is on just how do they immediately remove potentially adulterated products from, from the commerce. Uh, and, and that was kind of their answer. They, they weren't focused on like stopping it in the first place. They were like, they're more on like, how do we get rid of it as fast as possible in mass? Yeah, we were kind of interested in this as a potential reverse logistics story, right? Which so, didn't turn out to be. So it was kind of like... Okay, because they're recalling 200 million eggs. Are they yeah. 
taking them out of the stores and then shipping them back to somewhere and testing them. Like it, how many truckloads is this involved? Is it reefer? But, but they're already spoiled. Maybe it doesn't need a reefer. You know, we're looking into it. So he was calling the FDA. They didn't know. Right. They, they Nobody knew. Nobody would give him an answer. He was calling the managers. He, he finally got like a back market guy in the meat department who verified what I already told him. They throw him away. They throw them away. That's it. Right. <laughs> so so there isn't even a real... So could blockchain help with that? Well, I don't know. But maybe there would be less of them in the first place. No, um, I think blockchain would help with um, <laughs> blockchain would help telling with who too. to throw away which eggs more precisely. So there's blockchain less... Blockchain is so the there's magic l- technology. No, no, no. Blockchain would be like less waste. In the first place. No, 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 no. With the no, re- block, well, yes, less waste in the first place. I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like if a contamination happens, you only get rid of the stuff that you think it was actually contaminated instead of having to cover all your bases and throw everything away. Yeah, even if you don't have to have special delivery trucks to do so. Excellent. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, is it time to play the best thing that we do every week, which is so exciting? Big deal or little deal? Uh, well, I guess it is since I'm asking. It's time. Okay. Thanks for the verification. Uh, I'm going to begin by asking you these questions, and I'm going to begin right now. Container ship traffic is humming along. Big deal or little deal? Little deal, but the fact that fleet idle capacity is only at 1% means that any uptick in demand will result in higher rates. Secretary Mnuchin is trying to defuse trade tensions. Big deal or little deal? Big deal. Mnuchin is basically trying to undo all of the damage on NAFTA, on um, Russian aluminum, and on China tariffs. Um, and hopefully it works out. Truck tonnage down again in March as capacity constraints take hold. Big deal or little deal? It's a little deal. Um, there's always a, a first quarter downturn, but it's definitely something to keep our eye on. We want to make sure that those numbers recover going into summer. Volvo truck innovations are still focused on the driver. Big deal or little deal? Little deal. Hey, we dig their innovations in design, fuel efficiency, driver productivity, and safety. But just because they're focusing still on the driver doesn't mean autonomous ain't coming. Housing activity improved to start the spring, providing another boost to freight activity. Big deal or little deal? Big deal. Our economy is a big deal. Big gains in the West and the South helped offset declines in the Northeast and Midwest, leaving the economy and with the largest monthly gain in new home sales since last November. And big and, and housing activity drives all kinds of freight stuff going with um, boosts in uh, sh- lumber and sheetrock and other demands in building materials and construction. Proposal to alter Oklahoma trucking regulation dies, but not without some fireworks. <laughs> Little deal, fascinating story. The bill would have taken the uh, Oklahoma Corporation Commission, which uh, regulates some aspects of trucking in the Sooner State. It would have it would have taken that out of regulating trucks and I guess put it on the uh, Department of Public Safety, but um, it uh, is not going to do that. Uh, so little deal. Wow! Just in time. Just Thank you, production wow. manager Barry. I think for keeping and, us. And you know, I think we would be remiss in if we didn't mention the fact that this uh, big deal, little deal win was brought to us. By our new sponsor, Link America. Shout out. Your link to reliable shipping. 
Thank you, Link America, for sponsoring this. How exciting. For the first time, we've got our very first sponsor. And they are uh, local. So way to go, Freight Alley. Yeah, they are. They're like a broker that's like not like other freight brokers. Um, they've got some trucks of their own. They're a 4PL. Yeah, exactly. Not just a 3PL. Check right? them out. It's L-Y-N-C America. And that'll do it for the big stories this week. As always, we go into more detail about each of the topics we've talked about today on our website, FreightWaves.com. We will continue to publish this podcast weekly, so be sure to subscribe to What the Truck on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. Also, make sure to leave us a review to let us know what you think of our new podcast. And if you're into learning about technology that's shaping up the industry, you definitely want to be at Transparency 18 in Atlanta this May. Visit Transparency18.com to learn more about the event. That'll do it for today. Thanks for tuning in, and we will see you next week on What What the the truck. Truck.